to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. excited to have blandsbourbonshop.com as a new sponsor for the bourbon road podcast in fact this podcast was brought to you by blanton's bourbon shop blantonsbourbonshop.com is the only official merchandiser for blanton's the original single barrel looking for a unique gift blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all blanton's gifts The Bourbon Road is excited to have PintsAndBarrels.com as a sponsor of this episode, as well as our official custom apparel provider. Be sure to check out PintsAndBarrels.com and browse their ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today... Today, we're coming to you from the Bourbon Road Lounge. We've got some great guests with us today. It's been a minute since we've had a musician on or a group, uh, but we're ready to uh, to make you music folks happy today. We're going to drink some whiskey, and we're going to listen to some music. So we've got a, a couple who are returning here. They were once on the show way back in episode 14. Four years ago, a lot has changed, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So... Welcome to the show again, Whiskey River, Cole and April. Thank hey you there. for having us. Yeah, it's great to have you back. We, I think we reached out to you guys back in the spring, maybe. And uh, you're so crazy busy. So crazy busy. <laughs> but we put something on the calendar. Yeah. That day is here. We're so happy to be back. Yeah. And so, things are looking good for you, too. Well, thank which you. Which is good to see. Thank you. I'm, I'm probably looking f- at least four years older than I was. <laughs> I can't tell. No, when you get to when you get to my age, it just piles on every year. You know, just just stop looking in the mirror. That's what I've done. <laughs> I heard something on TV the other day. Somebody was saying, "I looked in the mirror and there's this wrinkled old man." I was like, oh my gosh! Well, no, that's not me yet, but I'm getting there. So, oh my goodness, we're all headed that way, brother. We're all, well, if we're if we're all lucky enough, yes. we're headed that way, right? That's yep. right. That's, that's the right. best way to look at it. It really right? is. We earned every line. Well, today we're definitely going to talk about what you guys have been up to uh, in the last four years, what's going on for you today. Uh, but we do have whiskey in our glass. So good. Yes, Bourbon. we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this weekend, this past weekend, was Veterans Day. You guys are both yeah. veterans. Yeah, we performed right. at the American Legion in Versailles. And, um, you know, these little groups of people that don't do a lot of social media you know they're they're in-house they're living in the moment when we go there we've been there a couple times and there's this gentleman who kind of lives on the streets a bit and he's not even a veteran and they let him in all the time and he's he's so sweet and he loves to dance they (laughs) they feed him they give him a beer and so when we were there on veterans day he came up to me and he goes you know, they wouldn't take me because I'm too, I'm too crazy. And he did that motion with his finger around his ear. I'm too crazy. And I said, honey, don't worry. You would have ended up that way anyway. <laughs> We're all crazy, you know? So yeah. Um, just the love of that, the veteran community. 
Yeah. And being around other vets is something that warms our hearts. Yeah. I, I think there's something definitely special about a group of veterans. They just have that that wonderful love for each other. And it's kind of funny, you know, we, we do whiskey, right? We do bourbon. Mm-hmm. It seems like people in this community have that kind of love for each other, too. Very there's a camaraderie. Yeah, there is. There's a camaraderie. But it's extra special with the vets. And uh, anyway, yeah. Happy uh, Veterans Day to all of our vets out there who are listening. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you, April and Cole, for your service. We appreciate what you've done for us. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, it's always nice to have a vet on the show. And it's always nice to drink a whiskey <laughs> made by a vet. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're doing right now. So we've got this in our glass. This is from Lawrenceburg Bourbon Company. This is actually the uh, the Bourbon Road Barrel Pick from Bourbon on the Banks. I just opened this bottle fresh. Oh, wow. And uh, Greg Keeley, the owner, master distiller, master blender, uh, the everything guy there, is a retired lieutenant commander in the Navy and uh, quite a patriot himself. And uh, so he uh, partnered with us on this bottle. This is 116 proof bourbon. It's a single barrel, aged four years, and uh, it's a 70% corn, 21% rye, 9% malted barley mash bill, and it's absolutely delightful. But I'll leave that to you guys. You tell me what you think about it. No, I really liked it. What do you think, babe? Well, let me have a sip. Oh, it's great. Yeah, smooth. Very nice sipper, full mm-hmm. body. Yeah, yeah. It definitely holds its own in the glass, doesn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. It comes on a, a little strong, but it mellows out. Yeah, well, it's a little early in the day for us, right? I mean, we're, <laughs> that, kinda... that could be a factor. <laughs> you know, that first bourbon of the day, and I said it in the past, that first <laughs> one of the day always kind of catches you a little bit like with a little bit of bitterness, right? The first taste of the day is always a shock. It's that second one you have to. Yeah. And really then you to. hit the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, and then it kind of, kind of just mellows in a little bit. It just gets better and better. It's amazing when how we, that happens. When we play music, too, and the audience gets more drunk, our our sound just gets more amazing to them, it seems like. You know, by the time the show is over, they're like, you're rock stars. We're like, we just played Country Roads, you know. So it's nice. It kind of mellows everyone out. Now, does bourbon or straight whiskey mess with your vocal cords at all? No, it doesn't. Actually, I've, I've found it to be uh, kind of soothing for, mm-hmm. for, the, the, well, for the voice. Well, yeah. you've got that gravel, though. I mean, I would say it probably helps you. Yeah, I think it does. Definitely. I usually have a little sipper on stage with me. Do you? I do. Yeah. What? The only thing that, at least for me, but that I can't drink while I'm singing is wine because it kind of absorbs all the fluids out of your mouth. Like wine it, dries you out. Yeah, it dries you it's out. It's the tannins in there. Mm-hmm. It gives you that. It's too much. So yep. I, yeah, so I, I can't do the wine. The wineries always want to give you some wine and sure. like, I don't, I can't do yeah. it when I sell. I'll have to save it for afterwards. No, nope, I go to play at the winery and order a bourbon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that works. Yeah. usually accommodate. Yeah. Kentucky wineries always have a bourbon behind the bar. Yeah. Kentucky wine is amazing. We just have to wait. I just can't <laughs> sip it while I'm singing. Well, the last time you guys were on the show, four years ago, uh, you had just come off America's Got Talent. That's right. And, uh. Things were really hopping for you. <laughs> had, had you proposed yet or re-engaged? Ooh. 2019? Because oh, I think we were. I think we did we like a long- We might have been engaged. Yeah. So we got married right. in, in 2020. And then um, soon after, something really incredible happened for us. Oh, well, uh, yeah. April had uh, children from a prior marriage, but I was able to successfully uh, adopt them. And I'm now their legal father. And we've uh, 
got the names changed yeah. and we're a, we're a family. It's well, good fantastic. Job, Dad. Yeah. We, we Congra- built it ourselves, you know? Congratulations to you both. I mm-hmm. mean, blending families together is never an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, I, I love a success story. I love a happy right. ending. We, we had just the right uh, broken pieces. We, we just fit together. It's yeah. a mosaic you know? and it's beautiful. A mosaic. Oh, I like that. That's amazing. Yeah. We really did take the broken pieces and made something really cool. And we really had to forge and fight for what we have. And, and um, yeah, and I hate the term broken families. It is a sad thing, but what we have now is so precious and couldn't have been created any other way. <laughs> so we try not to think about you know the hard times too much but it definitely got us here and and um we're ecstatic well i think sometimes when you're going through those things that got you there you think oh my gosh it's this is terrible this is the end of it it's never i'm never going to come out the other side of this in one piece but you you can Mm -hmm. and you do many times it was dim but there was a light there was a light at the end of the tunnel we just had to keep pressing through it's just love yeah the love we had for our children and what we know they needed to, to be to be a family. And it was really hard. Um, and then he went out there, you know, going through that. We understand. Um, and it just seems to be a hard time right now for a lot of people. Um, our music that we've put out since we were there um, in 2019, we put out some originals and we put out a couple of covers. Um, our debut single, Cry Me Whiskey River, is really hot. So was Hold On To Me, a song that Cole wrote. Um, and we're really proud of them. And then later in the show, we're going to sing Two Party System, which is our newest release. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and then transitioning into the future, um, Cole and I, having you know, being veterans and, and having... Um, we struggle with our own mental health and we seek, we go to therapy and we're active in the VA and we also volunteer to do work with other veterans. It's constant. Um, it's led us to a point where we want to start writing music about our experience, like what's going on in our heads. And so we've been kind of on this country music label, but but really flexible. Our producer really wants us to find our niche. And so we put out a lot of different genres. Our songs don't all mesh into one genre. And <laughs> We just love all types of music. Um, And we finally found our voice after a few years of performing and perfecting ourselves. And we feel safe enough to put our own lyrics out there. I think it's hard. Musicians have these things they want to say. And it's so brave and difficult to put it on paper and say it to the world and put it out there. So he and I are actually really ready to do it because you've encouraged us, everyone, we tell you, especially other veterans. They're like, hell yeah, write a song. And it's not specifically our music, not specifically about just the veteran perspective, but just the struggle with mental health in general that everyone can relate to. And so we're really excited, you know, maybe next time we're here, that's the phase we can talk about. And hopefully your followers will can follow us and and see where we're going on our journey. Well, that next chapter, we'd definitely love to be there and, and to talk to you about that when you get to that point, because you never really know how the music's going to be received, right? You That's never, right. You never really know. But I mean, if your heart's in it, especially on stage, when people see your face, you know, when, mm-hmm. when you're up there playing and people look into your eyes, I mean, you can you can transmit that to the audience. You can. Absolutely. And, and the audience can tell when you're playing a song that you like. Yeah. When you're playing something that resonates with you or that you wrote or that is personal to you, it comes out and, and someone in the crowd will connect with you. It, it might not reach everybody, but uh, someone in the crowd is going through what you're going through and they're going to connect with those lyrics. Yeah. And I, I think that's great. Now, when you go to Amazon Music or Alexa or Apple Music, wherever people mm-hmm. listen to their music at right. and you uh, queue up 
Whiskey River's mm-hmm. music and you play through kind of the songs you put out, uh, they they are they are a little different. Mm-hmm. But one thing that stays kind of true is is you guys together. Your voice is just you guys match each other really well. I mean, thank it, you, I thank think, you very much. I think it goes good together, and I think that. Um, I mean, you feel the relationship in your songs when you guys are singing. Oh. And, and it really, I mean, it really, um, I don't know, it makes a statement about you, you as a couple and you as a, as a group. Thank you. I'm glad that resonated with you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very cool much. Stuff. Yeah. I hadn't listened to your music in a while. Sorry, but I hadn't, but, <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to get caught up and, and listen yeah. and I've just put you on repeat and I've been, I've actually had my headphones on for like two days oh, yeah. and just playing. Do you have something. a favorite song of ours? Um, I do like your new song a lot, yeah. but I don't want to talk too much about that because you're going to sing that in the right, second right, half right. for everybody. Um, I do like it a lot because I think the story it tells is um, so cool, so Thank awesome. You. I like your I like your namesake song, Cry Me Whiskey River. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. was just, I mean, that was for that was me. our first single. Yeah, that's just, I just love it. It's, I mean, my, it's my personal favorite as is well. It, yeah. Is it? That was April's song. Yeah. yeah. That was a song I had already written and ready to go and nowhere to put it. And so it was great that we met the producer when we did and we we're on this. So we're on an indie label called Eminent Music, but it's under Sony. It's Sony affiliated. And he's got a lot of artists now on, on his label. He's growing it. It's pretty big. It's actually the fastest growing indie label in the country. I'm surprised when I listen to that, I hear... I hear a top of the chart song. I mean, that's what I hear. I hear a song that, um, and it's time should have been at the top of the charts, but it didn't quite make it there. No. So, um, just the music industry right now and how it's been explained to us, um, by our label and all the people that we work with is that it's just, there really is a sense of greed, um, at the top where the songs are being regurgitated amongst certain elite people. And like those of us who are really great songwriters, like maybe as a, as a as a duo, we couldn't get this, but but I've written songs I feel like Miranda Lambert should sing, you know? <laughs> and so we want to get stuff out there and it's just so hard. They they have a lock on it. There's like a barrier. And us indie people trying to make it, I mean, it's just very, very difficult. And so it's we we don't take it personal, you know, um, that we're not making it big right now. And we agree with you. A couple of our songs we really feel like could be on the radio. But we're not alone in that. There's a lot of other great musicians that have been inspired recently. Like in Kentucky, you've got Tyler Childers and you've got some other indie artists that are popping up with their songs about the times and how hard it is. And people are resonating with that. They want the grit. They want the dark. They want the real. And so um, we're excited to start our next phase of writing about songs, about how we feel and what's really going on. And a song that isn't written by a computer or someone who writes songs for everyone else at the top. You know, so there's just really this bottleneck and greed at the top and it's in like the Nashville community. It's just very, very difficult. Are they really writing songs with computers now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like the AI stuff? Yeah, just regurgitate. You can tell like modern country music has such a pop fling to it and it sounds just so computerized and digitized. It's actually and- getting really um, almost scarily uh, scientific uh with, with how they can predict how people will respond to a certain beat or a certain mm-hmm. intonation they, they know what songs will get stuck in your head and they know how to write those songs over and over again. So we're getting a lot of easily digestible, easily memorable, uh, you know, beats and lyrics and things like that, but they don't, um, they don't stand the test of time. You know, I still listen to like the seventies and eighties channel. That's right. I, I like stuff that's written by humans. Yeah. I, I yes. just do. You can hear it. You, you can hear the the mm-hmm. flaws 
in the recordings. It, it's not perfect. And that's the human experience is, is not perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the big stars, the big guy, the big, big guys and gals, the ones you saw in the CMA awards a week ago, they're all part of that. They're, they're all getting those songs written by machines or computers. They're just, or, yeah. I mean, some of them are, you know, I don't, I don't want to take uh, any no credit. Names, no names, yeah, I don't want to take any credit away from anyone who, who wrote a song from the heart and put it out there. But most of the song, I think people can tell on the radio. Um, the modern artists are putting just some kind of pop beat behind it. And it's all the same. It all kind of sounds the same. Cause you can tell if you listen to modern country, just let the radio play. But if you pause and put on like a Johnny cash song or break it, you, you, you start to realize you can hear that you can feel the difference. Like yeah. he's saying the human experience is lost. And he and I are such lovers of music and songwriting. We love Tracy Chapman and Jim Croce and Dave Matthews. I mean, we love the rawness. And like he said, the imperfections, the human experience. Um, and, and even in our songs, we're not auto-tuned to perfection. And we don't have the world's greatest people. <laughs> we have what we can afford. And, and it sounds, we have some pretty great people, We though. do, but it sounds incredible. <laughs> and it sounds just as good um, in a humanist, like a human way. Um, and like people like you, you hear it and like, Hey, we like it yeah. and getting it out there. You know, maybe your followers can help us share some of our getting music. Getting it out there is the hard mm-hmm. part. And we're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and that's free. If you Google Crimea Whiskey River, you'll find us. Um, and we're on Instagram and Facebook. If you guys want to follow us, send us a message. If you guys ever need live music in your areas and, you know, want to reach out, we'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. But since 2019, though, um, another business we started was from my husband had this great idea. Oh, right. Well, I have uh, experience as a bartender and we were both bourbon stewards. Uh, so we, Stave and Thief that's Society. Right. The Stave yeah. and yes, Thief sir. Society. Fantastic. Absolutely. That's the right way to do it. There you go. I'm also a, uh, a CSS uh, certified specialist of spirits, uh, which is a like a, a couple of years of independent study and then a grueling test that I just scraped by. <laughs> <laughs> you needed uh, like an 80% to pass and I got an 81 or something like that. Like I, But uh, it was enough to, to pass and get that credential. So we uh, went on and uh, made a, a business called Revel Bartending. We do a lot of uh, weddings, a lot of private parties. This time of year, a lot of Christmas parties, things like that. But uh, we're very active in the world of spirits and in the world of music. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it's great to sit down with someone like you, who's also has a a foot in both worlds Mm -hmm. there, you know? So you guys are out of Richmond, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. That's right. So Lexington is uh, very close. Louisville's not too far away. What about Northern Kentucky? You get up there too? Not much. No. Yeah. They just did that beeline thing up there. Kind of, you know, cause they're kind of on the outskirts of the bourbon trail, right? Right. I mean, they have some distilleries up there that are, are on the craft bourbon trail, but. They created this beeline thing where they're tying together bars, restaurants, and distilleries all around that theme and and creating sort of this uh, energy. That's wonderful because the the hospitality industry has been struggling. You know, it was hit hard by COVID. Uh, (laughs) I did. uh, I just got a degree, actually. I just finally got my bachelor's degree, uh, and it's in hospitality marketing. Congratulations. So I really, well, thank you very much. So I really feel for that community as well. Um, They've taken a huge hit, and it's, it's neat to hear that they're You've got something, uh, you know, allying with restaurants and and uh, bourbon distilleries and things like that, helping each other out. It's great. Well, well for those who are listening to the show, uh, how how far are you guys able to reach out and get outside of Richmond? 
to perform and to do your, your bartending gigs and things like that. I mean, we'll travel Kentucky wide or really anywhere, you know, if the price is right and we're very flexible and professional, easy to work with kind of thing, but just depends on, um, yeah, we'll travel for sure, you know, and we'll, we'll, we can, you know, make yeah. that work. <laughs> I think a lot of distilleries listen to this show and a lot of distilleries have mm-hmm. bands on the weekends. So we have reached out to some of those and we actually got a chance to, we didn't get to play music, but we got to both a bartend at Buffalo trace for a private party. Was that last year? That was fun. That was, it uh, was fun. Like end of year last year, like a November, December. Fantastic. Time yeah. frame. And they've got, I'm sure, you know, Buffalo trace has a beautiful setup, wonderful bar. And, yeah. and you know, we were invited to, to come and bartend for an event there. It, just a, a great experience. It's it's lovely working with all the local distilleries, but uh, Buffalo Trace is huge. I mean, it was it was like a private room and this yeah. big, beautiful, empty bar, and Absolutely they're like, "Here you go." Experience. And it was nice, fantastic. Yeah. Well, you guys uh, obviously play music at events. You can also bartend. It's kind of tough to do both at the same time. Although we did talk about that, <laughs> we can the show. do it because we yeah we both bartend and play music, so he can do solo while I pour, pour a beer, and then, then we, we can swap. switch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you just you just. Got your advanced degree. Yes. So I I, uh, just I'm an alum from Eastern Kentucky University and faculty now. So I got my doctorate in education, leadership and policy took me a few years. Um, It was just a great program, a great experience. And they offered me a job. So I'm teaching veteran studies right now at Eastern. It's just a general ed class. And um, hopefully they'll give give me more. I'm definitely ready to take on more and make that program exceptional. It was the first of its kind in the nation to have a a like a center of, of excellence of veteran studies. Like they really wanted to make it a thing. And uh, the creator had to step. He's a veteran and he had to step down due to mental health. And it was this like picture of what we teach and talk about, you know, and so it was very difficult for him to develop this program and then have to kind of leave. He's sure. like, the doctor said, I, I just can't do this. And it, not that it doesn't give him, you know, some, something back, you know, but it was just too much. And so the rest of our faculty are kind of like, Oh, what do we do? How do we grow this program? So I'm just so excited to be in it at this point because we can really develop it from the ground up now and start over. Um, we were in the psychology department, which makes sense. A lot of my students are psych majors who want to help veterans. Sure. Yeah. So, um, but we have recently moved to the justice, safety and military science department, which also fits in its own way. It's very a little more HUA, you know, a little more army, a little more yeah. military over there. So people kind of understand where we're coming from. It's a bigger program in the school and they're going to help us grow. And I'm, I'm confident that this will be something I do for many years. I'm very excited. So like in my class in veteran studies, I basically just teach them from the veterans perspective, what we've gone through stories of wars, um, combat, what women had to go through, African-Americans had to go through in the history of the wars and, oh God, Vietnam, right? And all that dirt, right? All that stuff that happened. And I've got videos of some really personal interviews with some of these veterans who really experienced some such, such traumatic events. And then we transitioned into OIF, OEF, where I served in the desert more than two years in Iraq. I have fast experience and stories to draw from there. So I'm actually redeveloping my course to accommodate my own stories and what I know and my knowledge and really emphasize women in in the service. Since my job, when I first got to the desert, I was the highest ranking female officer, the only female officer on the whole base. Wow. Yeah. So in, 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 you know, surrounded by hundreds of killers who aren't used to seeing you there. 
And so it's. You'll have a real problem with a woman being there. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. But I, I would say in general, though, I saw them as brothers. Yeah. And I I know that some women have suffered from serving and, and had to go through uh, tough times. We all kind of did. But I would say in general, I had an amazing experience and they were family to me and they they loved me and I loved them. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. When I said that, I was thinking, you know, the, uh, what, what's, what's, are they thinking that you need protection? You know, or, that's a whole, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's something about a woman that gives the men a reason to get up and go fight. Like, <laughs> there's just, um, what I halfway into my first deployment, I had a soldier come up to me. He said, ma'am, you're just good for morale. <laughs> I said, okay, get back to work, <laughs> you know, careful. Yeah. And uh, so um, I loved him. And we all acknowledged this was new and different. And there's not a lot of us, but um, I always kept, you have to be very professional. Yes. As a woman, I had to watch out for myself in more than one way when I was in combat. Sure. And so that is part of the stories and the things I teach uh, my students. So getting your doctorate is definitely a long haul. An advanced degree at that level is not something you take on lightly. It's it's a big it's a big venture. It's a big journey you have to go through. Where you are now, is that kind of what you envisioned when you started that? It was. I mean, with the GI Bill being offered, I used it for my master's and I had some money left over. Um, and I just thought, you know, I really just need to up my game here. And just in general with the times and seeing what do I need to be credible to get a career that's going to really advance me. I'm a person used to rank. I was a captain at one point. Um, I I feel like it's hard to match that in the civilian world. Yeah. Right. And um, I know I can do it. I know I can do just about anything I put my mind to. <laughs> so I decided I have a lot of teachers in my family. My grandfather was also a professor and wrote textbooks and was very admired and loved for what he did. And I have the P I, I remember that in, in my, in my memories, I remember how much his students adored him and how much it gave him. He would f look so happy and fulfilled after he would be done teaching or serving somewhere. And so it, it really was a no brainer for me that I needed to do something more, even just having a master's degree. I'm like, I want to, I want to play in the big leagues. I'm not a bench warmer. So I feel education for me, in my opinion, was my way to the top. And, and so now hopefully, you know, I teach one class right now. The idea is to teach more and it's very flexible. I can teach online and I, and I, I kind of have a say when I teach so we can still play music. We can still bartend and do all the things we want to do. It's a lot. And sometimes it stresses me out. I try, I don't want to lose the things that we're doing. I mean, if, if this, if the music gets huge, mm -hmm. then we're going to tour and I will teach online and I will figure it out, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, but, but we still have to put food on the table and we want to pay off our student loans and do other things. So the music is fun. The bartending's fun and it pays some of the bills, but you know, we gotta, we gotta do something, you yeah. know? And I just felt like I have to do this. Um, I didn't choose education right away, but it just made sense to me. Um, and, and now that I'm teaching, I didn't realize how fulfilling it is. And to teach veteran studies is like, it's been like therapy for me. So my students have seen me cry. 
That's so cool. And it was like the best classes. Those were the ones where I had these 18 year old kids staying after class mm -hmm. to tell me that they're sorry for my loss because I did lose a female NCO. She was not under my command at the time. It was my second deployment when she passed away. But um, I did have to give a eulogy in the desert in front of hundreds of men who didn't understand why the women were dying first. Yeah. Wow. Cole, you're a pretty awesome guy, but you definitely married up, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I definitely did. No, I can't do any of this without him. Um, it, and if yeah. I can say so, you're still good for morale. He's, uh, yeah. Um, no, without my family and support from my husband, I couldn't do any of it. And I run every single, I annoy the crap out of him. I tell him every little thing all the time. So he knows what's going on in my brain at all times. We've always got a battle plan. Yeah, I do. I have to always have a battle plan. Um, but I can't do it without my battle buddy. And oh. it's, it's, you know, we, like we said before, we created this family, we created our life. It's a mosaic, maybe kind of messy to some people, but we've gotten used to just picking up the pieces and putting them where they go in life. Yeah. And you, we pick up the slack for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. All yeah, the time. For sure. Constantly. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to keep sipping on this bourbon that sounds here good. and uh, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, we got more from April and Cole. We're going to get you guys to play a song for us. Sounds good. We're going to drink another whiskey. Sounds Another better. patriotic whiskey, right? <laughs> I hope. All right. <laughs> Cheers, folks. We'll be right back. Looking for a unique gift? Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's Barrelhead? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. Blanton'sBourbonShop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. If you're a bourbon drinker, and I bet you are if you're listening to this podcast, you need to head over to PintsAndBarrels.com and check out the ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Pints and Barrels Company was started by bourbon lovers for bourbon lovers. From spices to t-shirts, you'll find the perfect bourbon gift. Pints and Barrels proudly supports the bourbon road and invites you to visit pintsandbarrels.com. Do you need a custom apparel or swag for your bar, distillery, maybe even your bourbon society? They can do that too. As a matter of fact, they print our apparel. We're so happy with the quality and fast turnaround. Pintsandbarrels.com, the ultimate bourbon lover's gift shop and branding specialist. All right, folks, so we are back. We had a nice little break there. We, uh, we kicked back with a little bit of uh, that whiskey we were drinking. We actually had another pour during the half, didn't we? Oh, so good. You guys are big Four Roses fans. We are. It's just, uh, honestly, it's our daily sipper, you know? Yeah. Uh, they, they've managed to make a fantastic whiskey at a great price point, And it's just, 
it, it always seemed like the logical choice for us. Yeah. It's always good. We, we've tasted just just about all of the major of <laughs> whiskeys and uh, and bourbons and. Well, every time we have Four Roses products on the show, I always say the same thing. I had to go out and get it because I ran out of the one they sent me or I ran out of the one, you know, that I wanted to have on the show. <laughs> I can't keep it around here. It's so good. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. I My bar is down here and my pantry is up there and I keep my daily whiskeys in the pantry, you know, because I don't want to run downstairs every, one, every time I want to pour. And I'll carry a bottle four roses up and it just disappears. That's it. <laughs> just it's magic. Crazy how that happens. But right? I'm really big on the single barrels. I love those single barrels. Mm-hmm. Single barrels, great. They're, they make a good small batch too. Yeah, they four do. Roses. They do. That select, small batch select, is that's pretty nice stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah, they've Smooth, got a wide range easy of products there. Yep. It's, it's good stuff. And uh, But anyway, we pulled the only four roses bottle I had on my shelf off. We all had a pour of it during the break and that was really nice. But we're going to get back to. Um, Patriotic whiskeys now, and we've got another whiskey in this half we're going to drink from. It's in our glass, and uh, this Veterans Day on Saturday, Jephthah Creed released their newest version or newest batch of their red, white, and blue heirloom corn mash bill, and uh, it's kind of a great story. We've had it on the show before. Um, As people tour their distillery they have a barrel setting out and it has this in it and um and you get if you're a veteran you get a chance to sign the barrel you know and it's it's kind of a great story and every year on veterans day they they bottle it and they sell it and it's quite an event they have a big shindig over there at the distillery and people come from all over and then they donate uh, the the entire proceeds to veterans organizations, so it's a good deal. That's fantastic. Uh, it tastes good. So this has uh, red, white, and blue corn in it. So apropos, right? Absolutely. Red, red, bloody butcher corn, white sweet corn, and then uh, a blue corn, which we all know from blue corn tortillas, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But they are making a lot of. There's a lot of distilleries making blue mm-hmm. corn whiskey now. So oh, it's nice. Yeah. So red, white, and blue corn. This is a hundred proof bottle. Um, it is uh, it is a bourbon, and uh, it's not marked as uh, as bottled and bombed. But it is a hundred proof, and it is four years old. So well, there you go. We we'll talked see. about on the nose how it's like old library books, sawdust, wood shop, old like it, like it, at a state sale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it transports you. you yeah. Know? Uh, and, and a good whiskey will do that. It, it takes you to a, a different place. Yeah. I mean, any whiskey good. that can cause a conversation like that. Now, some whiskeys cause a conversation and it's not a good conversation. <laughs> and that can happen. <laughs> it happens. But this is actually a good conversation. This whiskey is very interesting. It has a lot of interesting things going on. It's got some notes in it that you don't often get. And uh, I I kind of like it. <laughs> they I mean, found a way cleverly to mash up those three different types. Um, and I love that they made an effort to make it extra patriotic in the red, white, and blue. I didn't see that on social media. I'm sure they've advertised that for Veterans Day and stuff. So hopefully the word got around. Um, I really appreciate them doing this for the veterans. Yeah, their website's a little unique. I mean, it's a great website, don't get me wrong. But when you're on your phone and you go to the website, every article or event they have reduces to single, just a photo. Mm. Uh, so you don't, you don't get any words or heading. You have to 
click on a picture to find out what the picture's you about. Get a zoom in. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of hard to to catch if you're on your phone and you're trying to figure it out. It's hard to catch. If you go to the if you're on your laptop and you do it, it's a different story. Mm-hmm. You get all right. that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I uh, I I like it. I have to say that you know um, this distillery has been on a journey. Mm-hmm. Like we all do, you know, we all go yeah. on a journey in life, but, uh, you know, they started, um, at the beginning and they finished up at a place now, I think where they're making good whiskey. It wasn't always great along the way. Sometimes their releases were less than, uh, uh, perfect. Let's just <laughs> say, and, uh, they didn't make the show. Right. But this one did. This one did. This one absolutely makes the show for me. It's good. I did get to taste their six year old wheat whiskey, wheated bourbon, mm-hmm. and it's pretty fantastic. So I'm sure that's. They've got some good things going on. Yeah. I think they're good. coming out of the funk. Let's just call it that. Let's, and, have, a, let's have another sip. Let's yeah. for them. Let's yeah. make sure we like <laughs> That's smooth. Always good and to you added check. some water to it, and you said it sort of changed. Well, just a, a drop or two of water, I found, really brings out that uh, that red corn you were talking about. I mean, it's got to be. That's that's the ingredient I'm not familiar with, and I'm getting something brand new from this pour. So that's got to be what's coming through. But yeah, I love what you were saying about uh, how a good bourbon can uh, start a conversation. That's exactly what this is doing. We, we, <laughs> we've discussed this over the break, and we're talking about it again. It's uh, something to try. Conversation Definitely. piece. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're not the only distillery using bloody butcher corn either. There are others doing that. And and honestly, it does bring this very unique and earthy profile to a whiskey. Mm-hmm. And and for for me, um, these guys are literally my neighbors. I mean, they're less than a mile from here. And uh Lucky I, you. I want the whiskey to be great, right? Right. Because right. they're my that's my go-to neighbors, place. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'm so excited to have to see their whiskey coming into its own and becoming. This is good. Yeah. They need to keep this up. Yeah. They mm-hmm. need to keep doing what they're doing now mm-hmm. and put the past behind them and just embrace the future and make good decisions. And that's part of being a good bourbon steward and connoisseur is letting the companies improve and make adjustments. It's it's human error. It's life. It's science. Right. We're figuring it out. It's it's good of you to let these companies impress you and not give up on them entirely or, or say bad, you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like our kid here, you know, (laughs) it's kind of like our music, you know, uh, we put out a couple of singles and now we're, we're changing. We're getting a little more folky, a little more Americana. We're finding our voice. And I think, uh, Jeff, the Creed is, is finding their voice as well. Absolutely. And it does it exactly what you were saying, April. I mean, if if your hometown distillery didn't quite hit the mark that first time around, give them another shot. Yeah, come back and revisit. Support they, them. They'll they'll learn from their mistakes. Yeah, and uh, and I think you'll find that they'll either improve or they won't be around very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're still around after five or six or eight years. And you didn't like that first batch you got from them. There's a reason they're still around. Yeah. Give them another, give them another try, try, right? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah. Even our bourbons. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That's one I can drink straight. Yeah. So good. Well, the, the hundred proofs a little easier to tolerate earlier in the day like this, right? <laughs> the first one we have is a little bit higher in proof, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. But this is uh, that hundred proof has has always been kind of my, I don't know. That's your sweet spot. Yeah, the saddle, right? The yeah. Saddle. 
<laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, do I like to be above that a little bit? Yeah. I would say for me, 100 to 110. Okay. Maybe 108. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, I can drink the higher proof stuff, but mm-hmm. you can't do it all the time. You'll burn your palate out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you're just showing off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find something you enjoy. Yeah. 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 Do you guys like rye whiskey? Oh my god! <laughs> we have actually a favorite cheap one. Yeah, the Canadian the stuff. What's the Canadian uh, the the Canadian rye we always drink? Oh, the Canadian Club. Right. Yeah. So, did you guys mix that a lot or drink it straight? You know what? We mixed that. It plays well with others. Yeah. It was a it was a nice, inexpensive option for the time, and their rye is superior. Yeah. Uh, you know they they make a whole line obviously, uh, but we we love the rye. Uh, like you were saying, Canada's known for their their rye whiskeys. Absolutely. Well, that's you know I'm I'm kind of a rye fanatic. I, if you look at my bar up there, you'll see a lot of a lot of bourbons, of course, but you're going to see an unusual number of ryes, <laughs> and that's because uh, well, my prior co-host and I we, we always get shipped whiskeys, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're constantly getting shipped whiskeys from distilleries. They want us to try them and review them, and and he would take the bourbons and I would take the ryes. So he nice. he took off with all the the bourbons and I mm-hmm. ended up with the rice. But anyway, yeah, I'm a big rye fan. You're well, like I got the kids, so I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like spiciness. I like yeah, little pepper. Yeah. yeah, little heat. And that it's might nice. be that might be one reason why the the Jephtha Creed kind of turns me on a little bit because it's got that extra little bit of spicy note. It's of, like a smoke. Yeah, and I love it when um, Cole has this smoking thing he has <laughs> at home toys. where he can. <laughs> Like encase my drink in the certain flavors Hickory of smoke. Hickory smoke, applewood yeah, smoke. Yeah, just after just smoking it afterwards. And yeah. I, I love the smokiness in general, something about it. Maybe because I used to be a smoker and I can't do it anymore or something. <laughs> Nostalgia. But, yeah. No, I love a little smokiness for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this little smoke thing you got. So you you put these little wood chips in it, you fu- set them on fire, and then this little pump pumps them into the- That's absolutely right. Yep. It's battery powered. It's got a little- uh, teeny hose that comes out of it and, and dispenses the smoke. You put it right in the glass. I have a little uh, like bell jar that goes over the top. Just smoke the whole thing. Uh, and it doesn't even need much. Um, no. You put a little smoke in it, cap it, mm-hmm. uh, 30 seconds. Like smoked old fashions or? Other yes. Sir. Yeah. Anything you want. <laughs> so I love it. I love it so much. No, I do a, a good uh, hickory smoked old fashioned. Yeah. It adds a little something. Mm-hmm. Uh, adds another layer, something more complex. I something like that you to it's think not about, talk about. mixed in it. It's something he puts over it, encases it, and it's just this it, nice. It's absorbed. It, yeah. It, 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 and you can still yep. enjoy it to the end of the drink. It just works. The smoke yeah. is just. I've even seen some places, some bars where they do it on the empty glass. Yeah. And then they make the drink in the yeah. empty glass. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, you know, so it's a little way, lighter touch, right? Maybe. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's. I've got one of those things. I've never used it. So I need to do it sometime. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And you can get different wood chips, right? Oh, I've, oh I've got like 10 different styles of wood chips. Yeah. yeah. So you could find your certain kind of smoke. I keep going back smoke. to the hickory wood and the apple wood. Um, apple wood mm. does a great job um, for, for Okay, I want to smoke drink now. For old-fashioned things like that. <laughs> you do? Well, we, we, ha- we, we can have an old-fashioned. The next time we come. Yeah. Get out your smoker. Okay. He'll show you how to use it and we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I need training. Okay. Need we training. can do that. Happy to help. Yeah. So if somebody hires you guys to come out and do a, a bartending event, um, you bring the smoker with you? 
If it's part of the deal. Yeah. If they want that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we offer custom cocktail creation yeah. uh, with our service at, at no extra charge. You know, it's a flat fee just hourly for, uh, for, uh, for labor, April, <laughs> for April and I to go out and, and mm-hmm. do the bartending. Uh, and we include uh, up to three custom cocktails. Literally, you can just tell me uh, your tastes, your preferences, what you drink at home, what you drink when you're on vacation, what you like, and and we'll come up with something. We we've done uh, colored cocktails for you know to match the wedding theme, yeah, things like that. His and hers, bride and groom have their favorite drinks, custom yep. cocktails, and we'll help them design we, them. We make them from scratch sometimes, from the ground mm-hmm. up, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, you, you get a lot of different requests. Some people want smoked cocktails. Some people want uh, like a shaved ice, like a, a you know. Frozen margarita, something mm-hmm. like that. We have a Margaritaville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love our Margaritaville. Yeah. R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. But uh, so you big tequila fans? You know what? I'm getting into tequila. Are you? It's a new road for me. I've been uh, bourbon and whiskey for the past couple of years, and I finally started getting some really good tequilas that are changing my mind on the whole institution. It's a whole new world. It really is. It's like discovering a spirit yeah. uh, for the first time again. Yeah. You know. No, yeah. it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I'm you laughing yeah. at. No, because the first time we ever drank together and were friends, I had been sort of oh, out of the dating game bar scene for like a really long time. I'd and so about the this. last time I partied, quote unquote, is when, you know, college tequila shots. I'm like, okay. So I go to the bar and Cole is at the table with like some other friends. And I just order. I'm like, what do we drink when we just want to party? Just around the Cuervo because I'm psycho. <laughs> and, you know, like, so I so I come to the table with shots of tequila, you know, and they're like, OK. We weren't dating yet. It was fun. No, she was, was trying to make a good impression. Well, I didn't get out. And I still had very small children at home. And 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 just that was my role. OK. And on my my terms. And so getting out and. Drinking in public was something I just hadn't done in such a long time. And I wanted to impress and I wanted to have a good time, you know, like I used to. So tequila shots. And they were like, uh, you know, like they was not I, the I still winced back then <laughs> yeah. when I did the shot. But I, I, I did I it. Did, well, we, I, we enjoyed it. We moved to Kentucky and we learned about bourbon and changed our hearts, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course, moving to Kentucky, you, the first thing you do is do a deep dive into bourbon. Um, right. But, Bourbon uh, and horses. I'm, I'm rediscovering tequila. I just had a really good one. Uh, and I'm, I'm not uh, like on the on the bandwagon for all of these celebrity owned uh, wines and spirits that are coming out. Some are good. Some are publicity stunts. It's in my opinion. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I had a surprisingly good tequila. It's called Fletcher Azul. Yep. Uh, Blue Arrow in English. And it's by Mark Wahlberg, yeah. of all people. Fletcher Azul's pretty good. Terramania yeah. is not bad. But there are some out there that are just... I had a sip, and, and it was lovely. You know, yeah. It changed my whole mind on tequila. So yeah. I'm, I'm doing a deep dive into tequila now. Yeah. I'm kind of learning about it from the ground up and trying different things. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up, because uh, it, it's an exciting new field for me. And, it, you know, these, these, these whiskeys or these tequilas with celebrities behind them a couple other good ones you know um blackened metallica yeah pretty, pretty good stuff and then uh, heaven's door mm-hmm. you know Bob pretty Dill. good i mean th- some of them are doing it right and others not so much so beware mm-hmm. but be open what do you think about the brothers 
bourbon from the guys from the Vampire Diaries. I don't know if you if you've had it or heard oh, I of haven't it. had that. No. So um, you know the the brothers from the guys the main characters from the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. So they got together and they created Brothers Bourbon and the um oh forgive me not the older big brother on the show. So he was the face of it and he's been in Louisville a couple of times in at Summer either. Holder. Like, yes. So he was either at Liquor Bar. He was at, um, what's the other part? The wine, Total Wine. He was Total at one wine. of those. And he was like signing and he was there to promote it. And he, and he's been promoting a lot in Kentucky. And I don't think we've tried it yet, but I wanted to try it and see. I have to try it too. Yeah. I haven't tried it Bro- yet. Brothers Bourbon. Okay, cool. Yeah. And he, he what? I don't know. I, I think it might be good. Because I like them, so I'm hoping. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they're listening to the show and they'll send us both bottles. That's right. That'd what was his name again, babe? Uh, Ian Summerholder. And I might be butchering that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. The Vampire Diaries main characters, people know probably what that okay, is. But cool. um, they, have a, they don't do that TV show anymore. They're family-oriented now kind of thing and doing their businesses. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fantastic. No, I have to try that one for sure. And if they're listening, by all means, <laughs> mm-hmm. send a bottle to Whiskey River and send a bottle to the send Bourbon Send a bottle Road. to the Bourbon yeah. Road. And uh, it's funny we're talking about appearances. That Mark Wahlberg one, the, the Fletcher Azul, I actually got at a signing uh, in Louisville. So, I, I, you know, waited in line all morning in the cold. Uh, talked to Mark Wahlberg for 30 seconds, got a picture, got a si- signature on the bottle. And Fantastic. Yeah. That's a lot of fun, isn't it? it it's it was my first time actually doing that process, just standing yeah. in line, waiting to meet the person. And yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, I know we've talked about this song you're going to play for us. I'm pretty excited to hear it. Uh, this is your new single mm-hmm. that just released. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to do an acoustic for us? That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the song's called Two Party System. Uh, and it's it's kind of a lighthearted Honky tonk kind of vibe, but it's about unity, uh, reaching across the aisle, if you will. Uh, you know, uh, America's become kind of divided lately. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the first person to notice <laughs> or bring it up, but uh, we're, we're splitting into factions. And, and I think uh, communication is key at this point. Just, you know, find someone different mm-hmm. than you, talk it out, see another perspective, because uh, we're not always right. And this song is not political. No. It's not. No. Not trying to be. Playfully political. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's some nuance in there. Playing on politics, but not political. Well, and we advertise it as. We don't take a side. We we advertise it as, you know, music is supposed to bring us together. Mm -hmm. And here's a country song that doesn't make you choose a side. Yep. And that's what we need. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. A few things do bring us together. Food, bourbon, and music. Hell yeah. That's right. Awesome. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Two-party system. Well, me and my neighbor often disagree About what we read in the paper and we see on TV We both know that a Saturday It's for cracking a cold one and rolling in the hay So we sat down and came up with a plan It shouldn't be hard Nobody's turning red or feeling blue We're gonna rock all day and get a rowdy all night If you get left out, it'll be alright The band's packing up But if you messed up Come back tonight We got a two-party system 
you can stay on the fence But if you want to switch sides Old Billy's got a tractor and he'll give you a ride The parties are jumping, there's no need to choose We're conserving the water but we're living with the booze We're just getting started so hold on tight We'll all be friends, my dawn's early life And I'm having a party and I am too Nobody's turning red or feeling blue such a great like <laughs> lyric i mean it's so so these guys these people are neighbors and they yeah. don't they don't agree right that's right politically but they can come together at night and have have a party and have two parties people have <laughs> forgotten how to coexist i don't know why everyone feels like you must pick a side and then that means that you have to hate everyone else who doesn't cross that line with you and, and so many different facets yeah we've lost so many people we thought were friends because they forced us or forced the people in their circle to feel a certain way. Yeah. And, and we just like, we don't do that. We just don't. And as veterans, we don't pick a side. As musicians, we don't pick a side. Yeah. You've got to be all inclusive and open, you know? Yeah. We, you know, as a podcast, we try to avoid those topics where it comes up because, um, you know, everybody has their belief system. They have what they feel. And, uh, you know, uh, you may not agree with your neighbor, but it doesn't have to be the end of things for you. Exactly. And many times it ends up that way, unfortunately. It ends up destroying friendships, destroying families, even sometimes. Definitely. It can. Yeah. And, absolutely. Uh, and it's a shame. You know, if you, if you just had a conversation, you would realize that they're people too, you know, and uh, they're not so different. You could ask them why they feel that way instead of condemning them. Learn something instead of doubling down on your own belief system. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it is. It is. (laughs) You can't change people. I'm not going to say it's terrible times, but it's odd times. It's very odd. Mm -hmm. And it, um, every day I kind of just shake my head and say, I hope it gets better. That's kind of where we are too. So maybe this song will help unify someone in country music. 
used to be known for addressing what's going on. Remember Alan Jackson? Yeah. When 9-11 happened, we all remember we were, you know, that the Toby Keith and all those great musicians who acknowledged veterans and, and the issues that were going on in the country. And somehow they were fun and brought us together. Um, and we just feel like country music needed a song like that again. Yeah. And we're kind of multi-genre. And we are going to shift into our own folk Americana sound soon. But this song just needed to be done. And when he wrote it, I'm like, that's just perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not meant to be this great soul, like deep soulful <laughs> song. You know, it's, 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 it, but it's neat. It, it, I don't know. I, I loved it. He was like unsure about it at first. I'm like, no, we need, we've well, got to put that so out. So is there something that happened that sort of triggered this, this, uh, this songwriting session? You know what? I wish I had a story, uh, <laughs> a, a big, uh, aha moment. But um, honestly, it's just the culmination of where we're at as a country. Yeah. I, I just had to sit down and say something like it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And the play on words, two party system. I said, babe, if we don't put this song out, someone else will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think had you submitted that to um, other other people. Well, we're hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that well, like Jelly up. Roll or Luke Combs picks up this song or something yeah. and wants to do a cover of our song and really make that way the world can hear it. I think know? Jelly Roll would be a good choice. Now, right now he's he's singing about his own pain, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. Of course. But, no, and he's yeah, yep. and he's awesome. Yeah, we appreciate he is awesome, him. Mm-hmm. But maybe he'll come to that point where he can he can yeah because because he could bring the world together. <laughs> yeah, the right artist who's already known and loved. Yeah, could sing a song like this and and I'm. Not saddened, but like no one in the country music community or anywhere has really addressed it like this ever because they're so scared, you know, and and some country musicians, you've seen them on social media condemn each other. Yeah. Um, it, it's oh, we don't like it. Yeah. There's, there's still some strong personalities that stand on their own out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and maybe one of them will step up and, and do it. That would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I'd love to see Jelly Roll do this song. That would be amazing. <laughs> Two party awesome. system. Yeah. play with it a little bit. But yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but maybe it'll get picked up. And we were hoping it might be an anthem for the world right now that it needs just for this moment, just for a second. You know, it's not going to be a song that people are going to love and adore in 25 years, but well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they will. No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's for this time. And yeah. so we were hoping it makes a difference. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Boy, I wish we had the time for you guys just to rip through a, a number of your songs because uh, you've got some really good ones. And, uh, how are things going for you guys in the streaming universe? I mean, is it, are your songs sort of still keeping up and, and people sort of playing them on a regular basis? You know what? Every now and then one, one tends to take off. Uh, so people are still listening to them mm-hmm. and yeah. they make their way onto, onto certain playlists and, and get replayed. We have some loyal fans out there. Yeah. So when you guys travel around and you're going to different venues, you've got your, uh, your core fan base that kind of sticks with you. We do. And we have some veterans locally that try to come see us everywhere we play. I mean, it really means a lot. Um, We always have a familiar face in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. There's always someone there we've met before. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you get to Shelby County because, you know, we need we need a band like you guys. We're hoping here. your listeners will look us up. So anyone <laughs> who messages us on Instagram and Facebook, I promise you we'll get that message if you guys ever want to 
have us a couple veterans entertain you. And we play a wide variety. I mean, you heard, we love 70s and 80s music. That's I'll pull out Jim Croce yeah. at any point. And lo, and and Cole does great, you know, Seeger and Springsteen. And and we I don't know. We I we bet just, you do a good Seeger. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. We just wanna we just wanna make make people happy with our music. We really at this time in our life and in the world just needs music and it needs it bad. It needs good music. Yeah. Do you remember what good music felt like? Like the albums you'd get and you put yeah. them on, or in our case, the CD you'd go buy, you know, um, and just listen to it over and over and get lost in the story that they're telling on their album and things like that. Like I miss those days. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a time and I'm a bit older than you guys, but I grew up in a time where my childhood music became the music of the world and mm-hmm. not just for a decade, but for 50, Five decades, yeah, right? Yeah, for so sure. 70s music and 80s rock just be just we, we got requests for Elton John at the at the Le- at the uh the Legion. You know, we never know where we're gonna it's yeah. always that era. You You're know? absolutely right. It has staying power. Mm-hmm. That that music that was written with heart, that was written yes. it's gonna stick around. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what the top song was last year. I you know, I can't keep up with the uh, the thousands of pop songs that are coming it's all out pop every day now, and it yeah. all sounds the same. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can't remember <laughs> who who was the the top performer last year. You know, so, but those seventies and eighties, the, they stay. Yeah, they so do. you guys have like a big library of cover songs. You do. We got like four or five hundred songs. <laughs> oh, do you really? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. We can pretty much play anything. We just. How do you do that? I mean, <laughs> no, because we already love versatile. the song. We just love because we rem- memorized them as kids. Both of our. Like childhoods, we had parents that were constantly playing that music. Yeah. And um, I mean, I still love Whitney Houston and Phil Collins. Yeah. I still, in Genesis. And like, just there's just music out there that's so great that people kind of have forgotten about. What really broke my heart was I had, I, we hired a photographer and she's not like super young or anything. And I told her, hey, you know, I put out a cover of uh, All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. And she goes, who? <laughs> and I wanted to instantly fire her. You yeah. know? So I'm just like, man, people just don't know what good yeah. music is. And so we're really excited. We love the songs that we've put out and they do mean a lot to us. And we've had some great covers um, that we put out as well. But we're really looking forward to this next phase of songwriting. We just needed to get maybe the platform and the confidence. And we just needed to put out some songs, make some mistakes, make some improvements, kind of like the bourbon whiskey making process, right? And uh, find that right note, right? So you want to close the show with one of our originals? We will. First, we'd like to give you guys an opportunity, though, to to remind our listeners where to find you. Sure. Where are you going to be playing? What's your schedule look like for the next month or so? (laughs) Because we're actually going to release this Wednesday. Okay. The Wednesday following Veterans Day. So we've got uh, pretty much half the month of November left and okay. December. All right. And so we'd love to know where you're going to be playing. If somebody wants to come check you out, we would definitely want to know where to find you online mm-hmm. on your okay. website, social media, all that kind of stuff. You going to run through all that? Well, sure. Sure. So you can find us at whiskeyriver.live. That's our website. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. If you just put in Whiskey River, we're usually the first thing that pops up and our profile picture is consistently our logo. So you'll know that it's us. Um, 
So our next show, so we're enter- entering the phase of our holiday themed music, which we love. So we're one of the few bands in our area that offer just Christmas music. And we love that because we get to kind of put away our rock voices and get out our choir voices and just <laughs> sing pretty and have some fun. So we're going to be actually in Richmond at Chenault Vineyards. And I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It oh, is wonderful. so beautiful. They have their holiday barn market event where they have tons of local vendors come. It's all Christmas themed. Go get your Christmas shopping done and shop from local vendors. And so we're going to be providing Christmas music there. That is November 25th. It's a Saturday at Chenault Vineyards. And we'll be starting kind of in the middle of the day, like 11 a.m. noon. And we'll just play for a couple hours there. But come and do some shopping as well and see a beautiful winery. If you guys haven't been to Richmond, we play at a lot of wineries in our area, greater Lexington area and Chenault Vineyards is as good or better than they, it, it, it stands up. Um, and the people there are incredible. Oh, they've been great to us. So we're doing some private parties and then we are going to be at the Paddy Wagon on Friday, December 8th. The Paddy Wagon Irish Pub is owned by a former EKU professor um, and it's it's one of the main like college bars right there in Richmond near EKU. So come see us at the Paddy Wagon uh, Friday, December 8th. And then uh, and we're going to be at Morley's Backyard. Uh, that's going to be Christmas music on December 15th. And our last event of the year, our probably biggest event is every year we play <laughs> New Year's Eve at Madison Garden Bar and Grill. It's a, it's been there a long time. It's one of the oldest restaurants in Richmond. Um, please come see us New Year's Eve. We would love to entertain you. And they have food, great drinks and specials there best all night. in town. Is that yeah, like a ticketed event? People need to get tickets no, in advance? No, actually, Jason, the owner, he has a thing. He calls it the no rip off cover charge. Yeah. You can come see us for free on New Year's Eve at Madison Garden Bar and Grill in Richmond. Come get dinner. Their their kitchen's open late and they've got a lot of bourbon. Always like Buffalo Trace is like their go-to. I think they always advertise that. So fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So come see us there. And then if you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, we always post events or just send a message. Hey, we're going to be in your area. Do you happen to be playing somewhere? We would love to communicate with you. We also perform and do, uh, we have professional bartending business called rebel bartending. So we can do bartending for you or live music really anywhere in Kentucky. If you guys want to reach out to us, um, and we're going to, and then the new year, you know, we're going to be posting more events. We play almost every weekend in our area and we'd love to branch out. So if maybe you're not in the greater Lexington area, but you own a, a restaurant or you want to have a private party in your barn or at your pool, we've done it everywhere. So we'd love to entertain you guys. And then you get to hire a couple of veterans that are just cool anyway. <laughs> well, that is so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Definitely follow these guys. Check out their Facebook page, their Instagram page, mm-hmm. their website. Um, definitely hop on to your favorite music app. And yeah, say, please look, check out uh, Cry Me a Whiskey River and Hold On to Me are kind of our star songs right now. They're kind of leading the charts, those two. Fantastic. And they were both written by us. And we're very proud of what we've been able to do, um, you know, to, to serve your country, you know, and you get out. There's this there's this period where you have to adjust to civilian life and a new way of thinking and a new way of living. And I think for Cole and I, music has just been consistently this friend from the beginning uh, no, to the last what, breath. I want to hear what music. You, it's what brought you guys together. It right. Is. Yeah. So we met, um, we were not, we were both out of the service when we met and we were both volunteering our time with a nonprofit that does music therapy with veterans. And so we met in the Washington DC area volunteering. We were paired up for a veterans we were day paired, game. We, yeah, they, they just 
brought in a couple of musicians and they said, Hey, because this, this organization, um, hi, like hires quote unquote, um, military service members who have musical talent. So let's say they're opening a museum in the DC area related to veterans and they want a veteran to sing the national anthem for their opening or something like yeah. that, or they want to have veteran specific. So when we were on America's Got Talent in 2019, um, the voices of service, they didn't they get fifth place overall? They did. They, they got, made it to the very far. Yeah. And so episode, oh, episode, no season I'm trying to remember the episode. Anyway, so the one song they sang where they got to, we got to sing with them. Um, that was incredible. We got to be their backup chorus on America's Got Talent and kind of see that process and all the love that we got as being veterans sharing musical talent. And, and we can actually freaking sure. sing, you know, <laughs> this isn't just a charity thing. Right, right. We have talent. And I could have been getting music lessons and starting a band in my early 20s, but instead I answered the call to 9-11. And so I personally appreciate a chance to share my music after all this time. Such a great story. Such an awesome story. Guys, thank you so much for, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. I'm going to give a short outro. I'm going to give an abbreviated outro for the Bourbon Road because I want to leave more time for you guys to play one on the way out today. So You got it. Awesome. Sounds good. So, folks, you can find the Bourbon Road on all social media outlets. List them. They're there. We do them all. Uh, you can also hear us on every podcast app there is from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to iHeartRadio, even tell Alexa to play us. It, it all works. Every Wednesday we put out a show. We hope you listen to us every single week. But in the next time, we'll see you down the Bourbon Road. like a dream Yeah, she waited for that man He said I'm not what I see Just hold on if you can Then he took her Come.
just hold on to me I'll take you places you never go Make you feel like a flame that never burned out Make you feel alive